Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard. Happy 2022. Another edition of State Lines. Seems like just yesterday it was summertime. Sun was shining down all across the country. We were talking about the preseason NFL and training camps and looking at the props. And here we are, me, Jason Gotch, along with Kevin Berger in week 18, the final week of the regular season. Just to recap last week, once again, Jason Gotch on fire this season with his best bets. Proud to say I was 3-0 last week. The Bears minus the points. They beat the hapless Mike Glennon-led Giants at Soldier Field. Also had the 49ers minus points, and they covered that one against the Houston Texans. And then Kevin and I both had the Steelers in that emotional Ben Roethlisberger, likely final home game against the Ravens. That was the Monday nighter. Big Ben and company is an underdog against the Browns. We're able to pull that one off. So 3-0 with my best bet, Kevin, and I'm going to bring you in right now because how about them Chicago Bears? I don't think it's going to be enough to save Matt Nagy's job, but they now have won two games in a row. They did dominate the Giants last week, as I said. I don't know how Mike Glennon's been picking up a paycheck for as long as he has, even as a backup in the NFL. Uh, a pathetic performance by Big Blue, the Giants. But the Bears won it 29-3. Again, their second consecutive victory. And before we talk about the game at the Vikings, which likely will be Matt Nagy's final game coaching the Chicago Bears after four seasons, Let's talk about this one against the Giants. Uh, your thoughts and anything you look at from what you saw in that game where you think, hey, maybe next year, luckily a new coach can build on some things possibly with that defense. Yeah, I mean, Jason, I mean, they didn't look bad. I mean, this team showed flashes as to some of the talent that they have. I mean, again, I think Andy Dalton played an admirable, did an admirable job well enough. I mean, yeah, he was 18 of 35 for 173 yards, one touchdown, one pick, meh. Um, but I mean, you got a healthy dose of David Montgomery in that game, Jason, 22 carries only for 64 yards, averaging under three yards a carry, but the big thing, two big touchdowns. Um, what more needs to be said about Robert Quinn, Jason? I mean, he broke, uh, the, he broke Richard Dent's all time sack record for a single season, um, which congratulations to him. Uh, he's been absolutely on a tear this year. Um, and of course, Roquan Smith being doing Roquan Smith things. Um, Eddie Jackson actually looked better this week, Jason. Jalen Johnson looked good on the outside like he always does. But my big question is, Jason, is what is this receiving core going to look like next year? Other than Darnell Mooney, because I, I, I firmly believe, Jason, that that last week was the last week where you're going to see Allen Robinson play at Soldier Field in the Bears uniform. Because if the Bears really wanted him, they would have signed him already. Um, I'm, I'm, they wouldn't have had to franchise him in the first place. They would have signed him already. So it, it all is going to come down to, are the Bears going to be able to acquire a supporting cast specifically in the past game to assist Justin Fields? And what is their uh, backfield going to look like moving forward? Yes, good point, Kevin. When you think about the Bears and likely – a new coach, and probably a new general manager, guy in charge of the front office. I mean, you think Justin Fields is safe, Robert Quinn's safe, but you could be looking at a whole, and there's other guys too that I'm missing, but you could be looking at a whole, pretty much an entire roster overhaul here for the Chicago Bears. Because as you said, I don't think Allen Robinson's coming back. Is David Montgomery really a number one back in the NFL? I don't think he's proven that yet. 
a lot of work to do on the defensive side of the football, too. So uh, guys are playing for their jobs at this point looking forward, maybe not even with the Bears, with another team in the NFL as you're, you're making that audition tape for your 2022 season. But you got to give the Bears credit for one thing. Look, we've been hard on Matt Nagy and, the, and this show and Ryan Pace. And I, look, I'll be the first guy to say I don't think either one should be retained after this season. But I will give Matt Nagy credit for one thing. The Bears could have rolled over the last couple of weeks. They did not. Uh, the Giants looked like the team that had quit last week. The Bears did not. So uh, for all of Nagy's shortcomings, especially being an offensive guru, supposedly not being good at calling plays. I don't know how you're a guru in the league or, or an offensive coach and you can't call plays, but that's beside the point. But they are still playing hard for the guy. So heading into week 18 here, this is the finale for the Bears. It seems like we have this game almost every year. The Bears up in Minnesota to close out the regular season. Uh, Kevin, the Bears are plus four and a half in this game, uh, plus 170 on the money line. The Vikings are minus 200. Uh, the totals 44 and a half, noon kickoff. Uh, and just to recap, Minnesota, I mean, they likely, or I, I shouldn't say likely, but there's a good chance they'll be looking for a new head coach too with Mike Zimmer and the Vikings missing the playoffs. Uh, this season, they, both these teams eliminated from playoff contention. Plus, you go ahead and you take a look at Kirk Cousins. Is he going to be back with Minnesota? I don't think anybody knows that at this point. Probably an off-season decision. So, two teams here with not much to play for except for pride and looking forward to guys trying to make a highlight tape for possibly a different team next year. Yeah, Jason, um, actually something that's very quickly interesting about this game is the line has actually moved is that it's gone from four and a half to five and a half. Um, now, so the, so the Vikings are getting an extra point now or are taking an extra point in this game as well. But yeah, I mean, you said it exactly right, Jason, there's going to be a lot of change and a lot of turnover, I think with both of these franchises and, um, is Kirk cousins going to be the ants is Kirk cousins still going to stay in, um, Minnesota. I, for the Vikings franchise sake, I sincerely hope not. Um, because again, I've said this since the deal was first signed, I would really like me to have, um, Kirk cousins, a lawyer, because that, that man has to be an absolute genius to get that man an 84 (laughs) million guaranteed contract. Um, but I mean, the Vikings are banged up. The bears are banged up a little bit, but you said it, it, it's for pride. It's for bragging rights. And going back to what you just said about Matt Nagy, Jason, I, I don't think he's a bad coach in general because you have to be some type of motivator to get these guys to play at this level when they, they basically do not have anything to play for, most of them, like you said. They don't have a lot to play for other than possibly a job in another team or something like that. So I, this is going to be an audition for him and his staff just as much as it is for the players that are going to be on the field. So I fully expect this bears team to come out and, and be ready to play in this game, Jason, because at the end of the day, they are, this is still an NFL franchise. This is still an NFL football team. And these guys have their pride and ego, just like the rest of us. Yeah, that's certainly the case. And again, the Bears have not quit for Matt Nagy. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Vikings here. I'm going to say they cover this five and a half. And honestly, if it was Nick Foles or Andy Dalton, I would probably go with the Bears in this game. But it's going to be Justin Fields, healthy from the ankle injury. Uh, It's been a disappointing season for Justin Fields. He's had battle injuries, very inconsistent. Maybe Matt Nagy's system is not the best for him. And I think when you look at the Bears trying to get a coach here coming up uh, likely in the next few weeks, 
the, the number one thing you're looking at, if you think Justin Fields is your guy, and uh, certainly the new coach I would think would have to buy in since the Bears spent so much on him in this previous draft, thanks to Ryan Pace, you got to get a guy you believe is going to get Justin Fields to the level where he's going to be a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. So he's not there at this point. Uh, very disappointing season. We'll see what happens in his career. But I'm going to go ahead and take Minnesota and what could be the final game for both Mike Zimmer and Matt Nagy coaching their respective teams. Give me the Vikings minus the five and a half. Here's another one, Kev, before we take a quick time out here on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Uh, the Packers at the Lions. Now, this is going to be a familiar theme on this program because you're going to hear some lines in this show, State Lines in Week 18. You're going to be like, are you kidding me? How is that line that way? Well, the Packers are minus 3.5 only, minus 180 at the Lowly Lions, who are plus 155. The total here is 45. A noon kickoff at Ford Field Central Time. But the Packers have already wrapped up the number one overall seed in the NFC. They are not playing for anything at this point. Uh, Detroit, obviously, is not going to the playoffs. But you're going to get the Packers' second team out there playing against the Detroit Lions' probably first team. So, uh, Kevin, how do you see this one playing out with the Packers? Really, literally, it's not a joke. You know, people overuse the word literally. But in this case, they literally have nothing to play for. Well, Jason, I think this is going to be it's kind of a similar situation to the Bears and the Vikings, Jason, at least as far as the Lions team is concerned. These guys, they, this is their Super Bowl at this point. This is one of the best teams in the league, and they have a chance to go out and compete. And that's what these guys ultimately like to do. Um, They are going to be at home. So, I mean, they do have the advantage there, you know, good night's rest, own bed, home cooked meal, etc., so I I am actually I'm gonna take the Packers in this one to cover this one, Jason, minus the three and a half. But uh I think I definitely think the Lions can uh can cover this one, can keep it within uh can keep it within a score, definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna go Lions here. I, I just think the Packers have too much to lose as far as injuries go. We're not going to see Aaron Rodgers in this game. I think his regular season is done. Uh, the Lions are plus the three and a half going against the Packers, as I said, second team. Uh, how, how much will Green Bay want to even show as far as their offensive system goes for a team that's going to play them in the second round of the playoffs because they do have the only buy this year in the NFC because of the expanded playoffs. The top two do not get a buy anymore. It's just the top overall seed. So I'm going to say the Lions put it together and they at least cover this game. Maybe a close loss, but I have a feeling the Lions are going to win this thing. So I think the Lions plus the three and a half. We come back on State Lines, me, Jason Gotch, along with Kevin Berger. More NFL games to discuss. We'll do some bet it or drink it, so we didn't have time for that in our first segment. We'll push that back into segment two. We've got a pick in the college football championship game that's coming up on Monday night between Georgia and Alabama. We'll talk about that later on. Also, Toilet Bowl, our final one of the year, because we're not going to have those in the playoffs. It's a, it's a good one. Two teams that aren't very good. That's what it takes to have a good Toilet Bowl, plus our best bets of the week. All that and more right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, 
you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a Lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you back on State Lines along with Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Our week 18 final week of the regular season episode of our program. Let's get right to some more NFL games. A lot of different playoff scenarios working in this final week of the regular season. Also teams playing for seeding. And let's kick it off in Jacksonville. Obviously, the Jaguars aren't one of those teams. Uh, They are not good again this year. The Urban Meyer experiment lasted a grand total of 13 games. Daryl Bevel, the interim coach, has not fared much better. Jaguars have serious talent issues. Uh, We'll see about Trevor Lawrence long term, but this has not been a memorable first season for the number one overall pick out of Clemson. But the Indianapolis Colts, after a slow start, have really come on, Kevin. They are a 15-point favorite in Jacksonville. Uh, They are plus 1,000 on the money line. This is a noon kickoff game down in Jacksonville. Jaguars plus 650 on the money line. The total is 44. Here's what the Colts are looking at. Uh, They control their own destiny. They win this game or tie this game. They clinch a playoff spot. Uh, There's also other scenarios where they can get help and get in. But uh, for the purposes of this game, Colts win or tie, and they are in. Do you think they cover, or is this too big of a number? Oh, you know, Jason, for no, yeah, I think uh, I, I think that they're going to be able to cover this number, Jason, because, I mean, again, it, it's Jacksonville. They haven't been very good the whole season. They real honestly, they really have not had a whole heck of a lot going for themselves this whole season. Um, I mean, they've obviously been missing one of their top draft picks. Travis Etienne's been out for the whole season. Trevor Lawrence, Jason, I think this year was a big wake-up call. For uh for him uh personally as a quarterback. But so I mean, I, I am gonna take the Colts in this one. I really don't like anything about this game because the, the money line's not worth it. And I really don't like the number being that high. But if I have to do anything at all for the purpose of the show, I'll take Indianapolis minus the 15. Yes, I'm gonna go the same way here, Kevin. The difference between the Jaguars and Lions, two of the four big cat teams in the NFL, along with the Bengals and Panthers. The Lions will battle. They're bad, but they will battle. They fight in a lot of their games. Uh, The Jaguars don't. It's been named the score against the Jaguars for quite a few weeks here. So I think the Colts will do that this week. Give me the Colts minus the 15 to clinch a playoff spot in the AFC. The Bengals plus six, plus 195 at the Cleveland Browns, who are minus 240. Total is 38. Noon kickoff here. Uh, central time in Cleveland. This is one of those goofy lines. The Bengals had that thrilling win over the Chiefs last week to clinch the AFC North. Cincinnati, with help, can still get the number one overall seed in the AFC, but they would need the Titans and the Chiefs to lose their games, and that probably won't happen, especially with the Titans playing the Texans. Though the Texans did beat the Titans earlier this year. We'll see how that one fares out. But first things first, 
Uh, the Bengals will not have Joe Burrow at quarterback. This is going to be Brandon Allen at quarterback, their backup, because they have wrapped up that AFC North crown. Uh, the Browns will not have Baker Mayfield. He's going to have surgery, so you would think Case Keenum will play. But again, in a normal scenario, even though the Browns beat the Bengals in Cincinnati earlier this season, uh, the Bengals will not be a six-point road dog in Cleveland without Baker Mayfield. But again, a different scenario here with the Bengals clinching that playoff spot. The total is 38. Uh, what do you think about this one? Again, a, a tough game to pick because we don't know who's going to be on the field, even not just we know the quarterbacks, but we don't know some of these other players. Yeah, Jason, exactly. We don't know who on who on both sides is going to be involved. Like for Cincinnati's case, are they going to risk throwing Jamar Chase out there? Is Joe Mixon going to be carrying the football as much as he normally does? Um, Devin Njoku on the Browns' side. Uh, Jarvis Landry, same thing. So we, we really don't know who's going to be playing. Um, with that being said, though, Jason, between the two quarterbacks specifically, I have a lot more confidence in Case Keenum than I do Brandon Allen. Um, so for that reason, pretty much solely, um, I will go ahead and I will take um, – the Cleveland Browns in this one minus the six minus the one Oh five at home. Yeah. I'm going to join you. I think, I, I think again, Cincinnati's in the same scenario. The Packers are in this week where you don't want to show anything. You don't want to get your guys hurt. You've already locked up a playoff spot. Uh, the Packers are thinking ahead to the second round because they have the bye. The Bengals are thinking ahead uh, to next week when they will host a playoff game at Paul Brown stadium. Uh, give me the Browns. I'll take a minus the six points in this contest. The Bills, another big spread here, Kevin. They are minus 16, minus 1250 against the visiting Jets, who are plus 750. Total in this game is 41. Noon kickoff, central time in Buffalo. Here's the Bills scenario. They would win the AFC East with a win in this game or a Patriots loss to the Dolphins or if Buffalo and New England tie. So again, a team with their own destiny in front of them. Uh, the Bills are already in the playoffs, but they can win the AFC East with a victory here. Uh, the Jets have been grounded pretty much much of this year. Ha, grounded. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, though, Jason, um, I do think the Jets can cover this one. Um, I do think they can keep it within um, 16 points. Uh, with that being said, I don't know how pretty that's going to be, but I anticipate it would probably happen something around, you know, you get a late touchdown or a field goal, something like that in garbage time uh, to cover this football game. Uh, so let me take uh, let me take the Jets in this one plus the 16 so that, that that way they can cover. All right, Kevin is on the Jets. I'm on the Bills. I, I, I'm taking a lot of favorites. I normally don't. Again, I just think when you have a team with playoffs in front of them and a division title, against a Jets team that just isn't very good. I think the Bills are going to take care of business. So give me Buffalo and Josh Allen minus the 16. We move along on state lines. He is Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. The Saints are at the Atlanta Falcons this week. Taysom Hill still a quarterback for the Saints. Of course, Jameis Winston hurt midseason. Saints quarterback situation has been pretty much a mess. The Saints, though, at the Falcons, minus a four and a half, or minus four and a half in Atlanta. Saints minus 220 on the money line. Falcons are plus 180. Total here is 39 and a half. This is a 325 kickoff central time. The Falcons have been eliminated from playoff contention. On the other side, the Saints do have long shot playoff hopes, but a lot of things would need to happen for the Saints to get in. So how do you see this one shaking out, Kevin? Yeah, Jason, and unfortunately, I just don't think all those uh, scenarios are going to end up ha are going to end up happening. Um, I mean, because they, they they just have too much to overcome 
again, New Orleans' is biggest, biggest job this offseason, Jason, they need to find themselves a quarterback, like, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I mean, so does Atlanta, for that matter, because Matt Ryan's not going to be able to play forever. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead. I'll take Atlanta in this one plus the four and a half at home. Again, I don't really like this game because I think it's two relatively disappointing teams. But uh, in this in this scenario, I'll take Atlanta at home. Yeah, I'm going to join you. I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I, I just don't trust Taysom Hill even on the road. It's been, I mean, the, the Saints don't put up a lot of points. They're going to need their defense to really step up. And when you look at this uh, scenario. It's pretty much this simple for New Orleans. They need to win over the Falcons, and they need the 49ers uh, to lose a game we're going to talk about coming up in a little bit against the Rams. If that happens, New Orleans is in, and the San Francisco 49ers are out. But I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons here, say they help out Frisco and make that game pretty much meaningless. It is interesting, though. We talked about this one, Kevin, a little bit on last week's show. These games are going to kick off pretty much at the exact same time, exactly the same time, as a matter of fact. The Saints and Falcons and the Rams and 49ers. So if you got the Red Zone channel, have it handy. It should be a, an interesting <laughs> day throughout the National Football League. The Steelers, who won a Ben Roethlisberger's uh, swan song last week, of course, against uh, the, the that home game against Cleveland as far as a home swan song because that was his last ever game likely at Heinz Field. Uh, this week, the Steelers have another rivalry game coming up as Pittsburgh will be playing in Baltimore against the Ravens. Uh, the line has just moved in this game. The Steelers are now a six-point underdog. The total here is 42. Pittsburgh's plus 200 on the money line. The Ravens are minus 250. Baltimore makes the playoffs with a win, a Chargers loss to the Raiders, a Colts loss to the Jaguars, and a Miami Dolphins loss to the New England Patriots or tie against the Patriots. So the Ravens need a lot of help. Let's just put it that way. Uh, the Steelers can still make the playoffs with a win in this game, a Colts loss to the Jaguars, and as long as the Chargers and the Raiders game does not end in a tie. So both these teams oh, are going to need the Jaguars to step up and some more help. So likely the Steelers and the Ravens are not going to the playoffs, but you never say never. Yeah, exactly, Jason. I mean, the old saying goes, any given Sunday, you don't know what can happen. Um, big thing for me, Jason, is I uh, I don't believe I, – I, I don't think it's been confirmed yet. You could correct me if I'm wrong if uh, Lamar Jackson is um, healthy enough to play. Um, if, I, if I was John Harbaugh, even if he was, I would keep him out for this last game because, as you said, unless that laundry list of um, scenarios all go perfectly – you don't have a playoff spot you're going to be fighting for. Um, I am going to take the Steelers in this one on the road, Jason, plus the six points. I think they'll be able to score late, um, get a late touchdown. I think Big Ben will be able to do one last uh, hurrah before he uh, retires off into the sunset. Yeah, there is no sighting, at least so far as we take this program of Lamar Jackson at Ravens practice. He was out earlier in the week, so... Uh, probably not going to play this game, probably going to see Tyler Huntley. And I am going to go ahead and I am going to go ahead and take the Steelers as well. Playing to send Roethlisberger out a winner. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to retain it up after this season. Certainly seemed that way when you 
heard him in interviews after that home game last week, the Monday night or his final game in Pittsburgh. So regardless, if he plays next year, it won't be with the Steelers. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Steelers plus the six points. A couple of better drink it's here, whether you want to bet this proposition better, keep that money in your beer fund. You never want to go to the bar and mooch money off your friends to pay the bar tab. So here we go, Kevin. Do you want to bet this or drink it? The Saints quarterback Taysom Hill over under 50 and a half rushing yards. The yes is minus 115. Ugh. Uh, Jason, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to drink this one um, just because I just I don't trust the Saints offense right now. And with the amount that has gone wrong for them, I'm just going to keep this in the beer fund. I need some money in the beer fund. OK, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, yes, he gets to 50 and a half rushing yards. So I'm going to say, oh, take that over 50 and a half rushing yards. And Pittsburgh defensive star J.J. Watt, at least one and a half sacks. Yes, is minus 130. Well, uh, Jason, I will go ahead and I will bet that T.J. Watt will get um, two sacks in that football game. I'm going to join you on that one as well. So I'm going to bet both of those. Kevin's going to split, keep some money in that beer fund. Always a smart thing to do. I sure hope I win because I want to pay the bar tab and don't want to be working behind the bar uh, after those games are complete on Sunday. (laughs) All right. We are going to head to segment number three. He's Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Shifting gears, we're going to talk about Monday night's college football championship game in Indianapolis. Have more better to drink at NFL side, plus some more NFL games to talk about. Don't forget, Toilet Bowl Game of the Week, our best bets, all that more coming up right after this. We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you back on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Before we get back to NFL Week 18, regular season finale week talk, let's talk about college football's national title game. It will be played at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis this year, and it's an all-SEC matchup, and it's a rematch of a game we saw last month in the SEC title game where Alabama handed Georgia their first loss of the season. This time around, Georgia, again, favored in the game. They are minus three, minus 145. Alabama is plus 125. The total here is 52. Kevin, Nick Saban's getting points. Are you going to take those? You're going to bark with the dogs. Jason, I uh, uh, there is very few times in my life I will ever question the odds makers that make these in Las Vegas because it's literally their job to be accurate when it comes to this sort of thing. 
But have all of you people learned nothing since 2009 when Nick Saban came back to the college ranks and took over Alabama? Have have we learned nothing? This is Alabama. This is what he does. And I am sorry, Jason, watching those two games, I mean, it was fairly easy for Alabama, relatively speaking. I think, and as I said last week, Jason, I think Alabama, I think Cincinnati kept that game a lot closer than a lot of people thought. I mean, Alabama was in control for the entire game, but they played they played a very good game and they kept Desmond Ritter, who I think is a very, very, very good quarterback to no touchdowns, and he threw for under 150 yards. But that's just Alabama doing Alabama things. Obviously, Brian uh, Robinson Jr., 25 carries, rushed for almost 200 yards, averaging almost eight yards a pop. That's 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 ridiculous. But, uh, Jason, Georgia was not challenged in that game against Michigan. Michigan, they came out, and I think they expended so much energy, Jason, in that game against Ohio State that, that they did not expect to get punched in the mouth like that. Um, Stetson Bennett looked good, 21-31, 3-10, three touchdowns, obviously zero interceptions. Uh, the Georgia defense was flying all over the place. Uh, Cade McNamara could ne- was never, I think, comfortable in that football game at all. They shut down the run game for Michigan as well. With that being said, though, Jason, I am not going to go against Alabama. I'm not. I, I-, I can't. Not when Nick Saban is getting points. And plus the 125 on the money line, everybody. That those odds are not looking too bad to me right about now. So if you got some extra money to blow and you don't want to just spend it on the points, I would take a look and throw a few bucks down, Jason, on the plus 125 for Alabama to win the game outright. Yeah, I tend to agree. If Alabama covers this, I think they're gonna win the game. I have a rule though, when I see a line and it looks so wrong. I don't usually go against the guys in Vegas. So I'm going to take Georgia here. And having watched those uh, playoff games, like Kevin was mentioning, and most of us did on New Year's Eve, they weren't very good games, but there was nothing else on. So they were on the TV uh, where I was for about seven hours. And Alabama was not all that impressive against Cincinnati. The, the, The numbers were there. If you look at all the stats, it was a domination. But they didn't seem to execute at key points where they needed to. So it was a comfortable victory, but it wasn't like it should have been probably 50 to 7. And you look at the Georgia side, and they actually played really well, I thought, against Michigan. So I'm going to say Georgia gets their revenge here, uh, and they win this game by more than three. Give me the Bulldogs minus the three. Now, a couple better drinkets here, Kevin. When you look at this college football championship game, you mentioned both quarterbacks. The Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, over under 314 and a half passing yards. How do you think it'll shake out? Oh, um, Jason, I'm actually going to go under on this one. Because I I feel like, I mean, Bryce Young, what they did, I mean, what Alabama did do in the SEC championship is they attacked the outside of Georgia's secondary. I mean, they, they, we've been told most of the season, at least I was told, and I noticed it when I watched Georgia play throughout the season, the weakness of this defense, if this defense has one, Jason, is their secondary. So um, I think with that being said, I know it's kind of weird me saying I think he's going to throw for under on the bed or drink it, but I don't think Bryce Young is going to have to throw the football 45, 50 times for his team to win. But I think he's going to be able to have to get those chunk plays. So I'll say he might be able to throw for around 300, but I'm going to take the under. 
All right, Kevin on the under. I'm going to join him as well. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game, lower than the 52. I'm not going to bet that, but I am going to say uh, that the Georgia defense handles Bryce Young and keeps him under the 314 and a half passing yards. How about Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett over under 249 and a half passing yards? He's been maligned this season, but played well against Michigan. Yeah, he and 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 you know what? And like we said, give credit to Stetson Bennett. So again, 21, 31, 310 for three touchdowns. Jason, he's not doing that against Alabama's defense. They're, they're, they're too well coached and they're too well trained against this Georgia offense. Um, I mean, how many times has Nick Saban gone up against Kirby Smart in situations like this? So I am going to go ahead and I, I, I'm going to drink this one, Jason, because I, I don't know. I think he can get over it, but I don't, I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just want to leave this one alone. Let me keep it in the beer fund. All right, Kevin, keeping it in the beer fund. He's going to leave this one alone. I'm going to bet the under. Again, I don't think Stetson Bennett's going to have 250 passing yards against Alabama. I think the defenses are going to slow down the quarterbacks in this game. So give me the under of 249 and a half passing yards for Stetson Bennett. We roll along on state lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Let's get to some more NFL Week 18 games here, Kevin. And this is a big one. Uh, The Rams are minus four and a half, minus 210 uh, at home against the 49ers who return plus 175. The total uh, in this game is 44 and a half. This is a 325 p.m. kickoff central time. And again, we talked about this last segment. The 49ers need to win this game to make the playoffs or they need the Saints to lose their game down in Atlanta. Uh, The Rams have already wrapped up a playoff spot as they get set to play this contest. Yeah, so... Jason, I mean, if I'm the 49ers, I'm not going to want to have to try to rely on another team to uh, push me into the playoffs. So I think this team is going to come out ready to play. Um, with that being said, I mean, do I necessarily think that they're going to be able to beat the Rams, especially at SoFi? Honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not that confident in that. So I'm going to take the Rams in this one minus the four and a half. But I do think the, the Niners can keep it close enough to cover. All right, Kevin's going to be on the 49ers in this game, as am I. I think the Niners are going to step up here and at least cover this, uh, what I think is a big number for a, a team on the road that's a good team that needs to win to make the playoffs, at least as they're playing this game. They're not going to know the outcome of that Saints-Falcons game because it's played at the same time. As for the Rams, they still have something to play for, too, because even though they're in the playoffs, uh, they are still fighting for the NFC West title. They beat the Niners or tie this game. They get it. Cardinals loser tie. The Rams also win the division title. So the Rams are in the driver's seat, but they want to take care of business themselves. They need to win or tie uh, this game. Here's another one for you. The Patriots and the Dolphins. The Patriots are minus six and a half, minus 260 at the Dolphins, who are plus 210. Totals 40, 325 p.m. kickoff uh, central time. New England can win the AFC's title with a win and a Buffalo loss or tie, or if New England ties and Buffalo loses. So they need a lot of help from a team that doesn't give a lot of help, at least this year, the New York Jets. As for the Dolphins, a great seven-game winning streak that was just snapped, and they are eliminated from playoff contention. So they're playing for pride, trying to hurt the Patriots' chances. Yeah, Jason, and weirdly enough in this one, I actually really want to take the Dolphins in this one because, again, I mean, they have this is a team that they don't have anything to lose. It's the last game of the season. And again, it's a, it's an audition for other teams and rosters, et cetera. 
But also, I mean, this is a big rivalry between the Patriots and the Dolphins. I know a lot of people don't really think about it that way because the Patriots have, have usually historically dominated the Dolphins. But this is a big rivalry game, you know, interdivision rivalry that these teams are both going to get fired up for. So, you know what? Let me go ahead and I'm going to take Miami in this one to cover this one. So, I guess I'm on the Patriots in terms of the the um, spread minus the six and a half. But I definitely expect the Dolphins to be able to keep this one close and cover this football game. Yeah, I'm going to join you on this one, too. I mean, the Dol- this has been a game that's been played a lot in recent years. It's like the Bears at closing out the season at the Vikings. And the Dolphins, no matter how good or how bad they are, they always play the Patriots tough. And the Dolphins are, have been able to play on team the entire second half of this NFL season. So, uh, yeah, give me the Dolphins plus the six and a half. Plus, if you're looking at it from the Patriots' perspective, too, I, I know they're going to go all in. But by the second quarter of this game, they might know that the, the Buffalo Bills lead the Jets 30 to nothing. And they might, knowing Belichick, you might see Mac Jones lead the field sometime in the second half or before so uh, you always got that scenario to factor in as well the chargers are minus three at the raiders minus 160 for the uh, chargers in this game the raiders are plus 140 the totals 49 and a half this is the sunday nighter uh 720 kickoff everything on the line when you look at uh these two teams the raiders clinch a playoff spot with a win or a tie and an indianapolis loss or Indy loses and Pittsburgh loses and ties. The Chargers clinch a playoff berth with a win or a tie in this game against the Raiders. So Raiders and Chargers basically here for a playoff spot in the final game, regular season game of the 2021 NFL season. Yeah, Jason, this is going to be a good game. I really like the fact they picked this for the Sunday night one. It's going to be a really good matchup. Um, With that being said, though, Jason, I think that the Chargers, they know that they deserve to be in that they deserve to be in the playoffs. They know they are the better team. I think I think most people would think they're the better team. I and I fully anticipate them coming out and proving it. So let me take the Chargers on the road minus three. I think the Chargers are the better team, and the Raiders have been very inconsistent this season, even after John Gruden was let go early in the campaign. I like the Chargers as well as the road favorite here, uh, minus the three points. Bet it or drink it, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert over under 275 and a half passing yards. I'll take the over in this one, Jason. Justin Herbert has really elevated his game this season. I think he's just a hair under those super elite quarterbacks that we think of. And I think I think this is going to be a big building block for him to take that step into the elite status coming next season. I'm joining you and going over on Herbert 275 and a half passing yards. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford over under 285 or 280.5 passing yards against the 49ers. I'll take the over as well, Jason. And again, Matt Stafford, he's been doing Matt Stafford things, what he's done his whole career. The only difference is he actually has a good team around him, so I'll take the over. All right, I'm going to go under here and say the Niners defense steps up and slows Stafford down. We come back, still lots to do on state lines along with Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. We've got the toilet bowl game of the week, preview more week 18 NFL games. And of course, we'll give you our best bets against the spread. All that and more right after this. You are listening to State Lines. We'll be right back. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. 
At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. You are listening to State Lines. We return to Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you back on State Lines. Happy and healthy New Year's wishes to everybody out there. Hope you had a great start to the calendar year 2022. And we're bringing you in with a lot of football talk here on our program as we do each and every week on State Lines. Kevin, it's our last toilet bowl game of the week. I don't think we can do that once the playoffs roll around. So this is going to have to be our final one until the 2022 season commences. But this is a good one. We've got the New York Giants. We saw how bad they were last week at Soldier Field against the Bears. Hosting the Washington football team, who has not had a good season. Our last time probably mentioning them before they get a nickname. That's going to happen here uh, in the next month or so. Although they could still pick football team as their nickname. It would be terrible. I swear to God and all that is holy, Jason, if they go take us go through all this process just to stay we're sticking with the name the washington football team i swear to god i i will i will riot just me one person i will riot (laughs) well i might join you it might be a two-person riot because it would be the worst nickname in sports and nothing would be close to that it's not a soccer team you have a nickname we're playing here american football so get a nickname washington franchise they are minus seven here, Kevin, against the Giants at the Giants, minus 320 for the Washington football team. I almost said their old nickname again, and old habits die hard after 40 years. Uh, me talking about the NFL. The Giants are plus 250, totals 37 and a half. The noon kickoff will commence uh, at MetLife Stadium. What do you think about this toilet bowl week 18 showdown? Oh my God, Jason, this one is bad. Just give me the just give me Washington minus seven. And the reason being, Jason, anybody who thinks that Mike Glennon can be your starting quarterback should be should be tarred, feathered, and burned at the stake. <laughs> that guy's made about thirty million in the NFL. But I think we could go out there and do as well as he has done in his career. And I think. With that being said, I think I got to go with the Washington football team, too. I don't want to lay the seven points, but the Giants are that bad. So give me Ron Rivera's crew to finish the year strong with a more than touchdown victory at the pathetic Giants. Some more games here. The defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers are minus eight and minus 380 on the money line at or uh, at home against the Panthers, who are plus 290. Totals 41 and a half, 325 p.m. kickoff central time. The Bucs trying to get back to and win the Super Bowl. The Panthers trying to decide if after two years the Matt Rule experiment should end. The Bucs took out a hurting on the Panthers just a couple of weeks ago in Charlotte. Anything changes for this one, Kevin? Um, No, not really, Jason. I mean, again, I, I think people would be like, oh, well, what about are they going to sit people? I'm like, you think Tom Brady is really going to want to sit out? No, he's not. He's going to get his workout in. So is Gronk and all the rest of them. 
good tune-up, keep themselves focused going into the playoff time. Let me take the Bucks minus the eight at home. All the guys sitting out does scare me here. The Panthers are terrible, but because of the fact that the Bucks might sit some guys, we'll see. I'm going to take the Panthers plus the eight in a game, really, that is for pride. The Titans minus 10 and a half, minus 525 against the Texans down in Houston. Or uh, They play this game uh, against the Texans with a lot on the line here. This game is down in Houston, plus 385 for the Texans on the money line, total 43, noon kickoff. Central time, nothing on the line for the Texans, but for the Titans, a win here would give them home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. So, and a first round playoff by the only one in the AFC with the new playoff format. So the Titans got a lot going on here. The Texans don't, but the Texans did be the Titans earlier in the season uh, in Nashville. I still don't know how that one happened, but it did. Yeah, Jason, it, it did happen surprisingly somehow. Still don't quite understand how. But um, with that being said, Jason, uh, Tennessee has a big decision to make, Jason, because they still haven't made a decision on Derrick Henry yet. And I anticipate them not having him active in this game. I'm pretty sure that they're not going to because he still has to get healthy. But uh, with that being said, Jason, I really do like the Texans in this game at home. Um, so with that being said, I expect them to cover this football game. Um, I, I mean, I am going to take the Titans because that's the 10 and a half. So I am going to take the Titans minus the 10 and a half, but I definitely think that Houston can keep this one close. All right. Locking in is Kevin with the Texans. I've got to go Titans here. I just think there's too much on the line. They're the better team. They're going to take care of business. We'll see about Derrick Henry's possible return for the playoffs. But for this purpose of this particular show, I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans minus the 10 and a half. Let's go with our final game here of our week 18 card that we're going to talk about. The Cardinals are minus seven, minus 290 against the Seahawks who return plus 235 as the road team. Totals 48, 325 p.m. kickoff central time for this game. And the Arizona Cardinals, again, they'll need help from the 49ers. But if they win this game, and the Rams lose, the Cardinals win the NFC West crown. If not, Arizona makes the playoffs as a wild card. The Seahawks long eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah, Jason, it's it, it's kind. It almost seems like it's kind of a passing of the guard almost, that the Seahawks' time is just about over. The Cardinals seem like they're going to be the team that's emerging in the NFC West. So I am going to actually go ahead, though, with that being said, and take the Seahawks in this one, plus the 7, minus the 115. I definitely think they can keep this one close. If not, they might be able to sneak out a victory. All right, locked in there, Kevin, with his pick. I'm going to go ahead, and I am going to actually take Arizona in this game as well with them having something to play for, at least until they find out what happens with that Rams 49ers game as it's in progress. And I do think the 49ers, I actually – uh, think they're going to win that contest or at least keep it close. So uh, give me the Cardinals here, minus the seven. Kevin, it's that time of the show our listeners have been waiting for. We both did very well with our best bets last week, trying to close the regular season strong here. As always, you have the floor first. And Jason, actually, real quick, this actually just broke as of about 20 minutes ago. Uh, the Bears have now placed quarterback Justin Fields on the COVID-19 reserve list. Oh, that's a big story for our – and you know what? Why don't we go ahead and revisit that game if you'd like to with the – do you want to still 
stick with your pick in that contest because we picked it earlier in the show. The Bears uh, minus uh, actually uh, getting six points up in a Minnesota. Or you want to keep it the way you had it locked in? I think I kept it. Did I pick? Uh, did I pick the Bears to win that game? I think you did. Yeah, I'll keep it because Kirk Cousins is due for his annual Kirk Cousins screw up that he always does. So I'll keep it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Bears now. Because I think the Bears are better if they're playing Andy Dalton. So uh, the Bears getting six points here. I had the Vikings. I'm going to change that. Give me the Bears plus the six up in Minnesota. That will not be one of my best bets, but Jason Gotch is going to change his pick there with Justin Fields out for this contest. So let's go ahead with those best bets, Kev. Give us your first one. All righty. And just a quick recap of my best bets last week, everyone. I actually joined Jason. I went three and zero as well. I had the Rams minus three and a half. Um, and they won that and they won that game. Um, I had, Oh wait, no, actually, no, I lost that one. So two and one, sorry. Cause they only won by one point. Um, Pittsburgh, I did have them win. I did have the Bengals on the, uh, on the money line themselves and they outright won that game. So two and one for Kevin last week. Um, with that being said, my first best bet of the week, Jason is um, that is actually going to be Pittsburgh. Once again, this week, I have Pittsburgh going to Baltimore. Give me the plus six and the minus one ten on the road. Ravens are without Lamar Jackson. Their offense has basically come to a complete standstill since then. And as we talked about earlier, Mike Tomlin and the rest of the Steel and the rest of the Steelers teammates are going to want to send Big Ben out with a win. All right. Kevin locked in with his first best bet of the week. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins plus the six and a half. I think they're going to cover that game against New England. I think you're getting sneaky good value here. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins don't have much to play for, but pride, but they've been a play on team the second half of the season and they're getting almost a touchdown. I don't even know if they're going to win the game, but getting almost a touchdown, give me Miami plus the six. Yeah, and best bet number two for me, Kevin Berger, is actually going to be, um, surprisingly enough, I am going to take it, the Atlanta Falcons in the, this week, Jason. Um, again, I mean, the, the Saints, we've talked about it at nauseum. We, neither of us really trust Taysom Hill. Um, Alvin Kamara, has got, has, I think he's gotten beaten up quite a bit this season because he's had to do so much more with the football. Saints defense is not very good. And as a lot of people, and as I said at the preseason, everybody, Kyle Pitts has been has emerged as a dominant threat at the tight end position in Atlanta. I think the New Orleans is going to have problems with them. So let me take Atlanta on the money line this week, Jason, plus the 180. All right. Kevin locked in with Atlanta plus the 180. Going big there with his bet in for best bet number two. Not even taking the points, taking the money line. I like it. I'm going to go here with the Colts minus the 15 against. The Jacksonville Jaguars. You look at Jacksonville; are terrible. India, Indiana's or uh, Indianapolis rather is a good team. This is a team that is playing to win because they win. They're in the playoffs, and the Jaguars have just shown no fight, whether it be under Urban Meyer or their interim coach Daryl Bevel. So I hate big spreads on the road in the NFL. I know I'm going against what I normally do, but I'm going to take the Colts minus the 15 here, just because I think it's a good spot. Your final best bet of the regular season, Kevin Berger. And the best bet, uh, last one for the season for me, Jason, is actually, ironically enough, going to be the toilet bowl game of the week. It's going to be the it's going to be Washington versus the Giants. Um, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna take Washington in this one minus the seven. Um, I know it's really not fantastic value, but to be honest, I really actually like this game. Washington, I think Ron Rivera's done an admirable job, and they got something to prove to go out, and they're gonna beat and they're gonna beat up on a team that, quite frankly, does not deserve to call itself an NFL football team right now. 
<laughs> and for my Jason Gotch's best bet, final one of the 2021 regular season, I'm going Tennessee Titans minus 10 and a half in their game at Houston. Again, the Titans, everything to play for here. You win, you got the home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. You get the number one overall seat, and you get that very important first round playoff buy that goes to only the top seeds now in each conference due to the fact that we have added that seventh playoff team. So everybody's playing that first weekend, except the top two teams in each conference. The Packers got it locked up in the AFC. I think the Titans take care of business down in Houston against the Texans win the game by 11 or more. So give me the Titans minus the 10 and a half. He's Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Great to have you with us as always on state lines. Enjoy the games and the college football national championship games. Special show next weekend because we're going to talk all NFL playoff football with six games on the docket in round one of the postseason. All that and more next week. Again, enjoy the games and have a great week, everybody. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.